welcome to the Time for the Good News podcast, the place where you'll hear nothing but good news. We are your hosts, Susan and Dan Grantfield. Welcome to episode 12, and we're calling this our season one finale, because 12 felt like a good number to finish the season on. Um, and we're almost at a thousand downloads of our podcast, which is pretty amazing. Thank you very much, everyone. Yeah, thank you. And and I was looking at the the statistics of where people have been downloading our podcast. The majority in the UK, as you might imagine, but only sixty three percent actually. And so we've got listeners in Albania, Turkey, Brazil, North and South America. Um, down in Australia. So it's pretty amazing how far our Time for the Good News podcast has spread. So thank you very much. Um, and we'd like to bring you a few more good news stories before the, before the end of this year. Um, Dan, would you like to kick off? Yeah, sure. So we talked about um, COP26. COP26 was big in the news. And also, as usual, the media were portraying it as long queues, covid people taking selfies of each other rather than actual the the nitty-gritty of of what it's supposed to be about so I looked for some stories where there was concrete things done rather than just pledges mm. so interestingly I, I chose this one because it has parallels with Scotland so South Africa is set to receive 6.2 billion pounds to help end its reliance on coal um, so South Africa is a major emitter of greenhouse gases, the 12th largest in the world. And 80% of their energy is produced by the burning of coal. Yeah. Mm. Something we've almost managed to mm. get rid of in the UK. So apologies if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly, but Mupalanga is an area in South Africa which produces huge amounts of coal and it supplies 12 very large power stations. Mm. Um, and the smell of sulphur and has a smog over it and the, sulfur, the smell of sulphur can reach Johannesburg which is kind of 100 kilometres away Okay. so like I said 80% of its power comes from that and 100,000 jobs are reliant on it oh. now as we know with the Cambo oil field in Scotland there's 100,000 jobs reliant on the oil industry in Scotland so mm. there's kind of parallels with it so the US, UK, France, Germany and the EU and of course South Africa have pledged this money to help South Africa um, to move more to wind and solar mm-hmm. and end that reliance on coal. Great. The reason I chose it and I haven't, I've not gone into that much detail about it but it's a concrete arrangement um, it's a real international collaboration mm-hmm. you know that's the kind of thing we need to help countries that are going through their industrial revolution yeah move to cleaner things by helping them out financially I mean that just comes down to it and a lot of COP26 stuff is about money and I tried to avoid it where it was just money involved but money seems to be the main the main issue for a lot of poorer countries in, in the world mm. um, so you know I mean that's that's it really I was trying to cut through all the pledges and the just people saying stuff and signing things and actually find some concrete things. And that, that was the first one that I came up with. Mm. Another one is the Galapagos Reserve area. The Ecuadorian government has um, increased the protected area by 23,000 square miles. Wow. Which is something like 15 million acres. Goodness. So that's created this huge marine reserve that now connects with Costa Rica. 
and means that things like whale sharks, hammerhead sharks, turtles um, have now got this protected underwater superhighway between hmm. uh, you know the Galapagos and Costa Rica, which mm. is uh, Costa Rica is actually quite a long way away. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So that was a concrete thing that the Ecuadorian government announced at COP26. Right, okay. So from a conservation perspective, yeah, and you know conservation leads to bio, you know, protected biodiversity, which does help the environment as yeah. well. It reminds us what we need to keep doing to protect uh, you mm. know, what's around us. Yeah. So those are the first two, you know, coal reduction and then mm-hmm. the actual increase in a, um, in a protected area. Yeah. And it's great, isn't it? Because, you know, the mainstream media, you could look at it and read all the headlines about, oh, you know, it was all just talk and what's yeah. actually going to change. And yeah. things are actually changing and um that's fantastic it's yeah, great absolutely yeah i mean one thing i would recommend to everybody when you're looking at the results of cop 26 is choose an organization to view it through rather than just the newspapers oh yeah so okay. earthwatch mm-hmm. or the marine conservation society and see what they think mm. the results of cop 26 are rather than the bbc yes. or cnbc or sky news mm. so view it through their lens yeah. and you'll get you'll find a lot more interesting information far yeah. too much for me to talk about yeah this. that's a great tip yeah. Yeah, yeah great and it kind of leads a little bit into some of the the stories i wanted to share um because you know mainstream media often the the um driver behind it is it's about fear and scarcity and mm, lack mm, and we worry about all that stuff and some of the stories I want to share are, are pointing to the fact there's abundance we actually have all that we need we just need to distribute it differently yeah, maybe not yeah. just but that's a key thing we need to distribute yeah. it differently we need to think about how we're um you know how, how we're using the resources that we have so I've got a couple of stories here um which uh are about kind of re, the reuse um, sort of agenda. So, you know, not just recycling, but reusing and, you know, not just you know, over-consumerism and mm. getting rid of stuff. And I came across this um, this story and it really um, connected with me because it relates to something that, that I'm involved in at the moment. But this was a story um, about a tool library in Chicago. So in Chicago, um, Bridgeport in 2019, uh, a tool library was was set up, so just like a library with books, but instead of it being books, it's tools that people can go and borrow. So they've got fifteen hundred members, and they've got two and a half thousand tools that people can can borrow, and they have a, a pay what you can membership model. So people either borrow them and don't pay anything, or they pay whatever whatever they can, and they're they're now looking for new premises because they've got more tools and more members than they can cope with. In Creef here, where we yeah, live, absolutely. we have a tool library. Um, I'd never heard of it before. Um, and it, it's um, run by a, a charity that I'm actually a trustee of called Remake. And Remake's all about reuse and, and um, you know, reduce waste so that less goes to landfill. Um, but the thing I love about this is the community idea. And that's, Creef is very much a, a community. And so people can go and you don't... You know those jobs you've got where you think, well, I could go and buy a tool to do that, but you might only ever do the job once. Or people have tools lying around that they no longer use. So I just love this whole idea of how can we share things better? How can we, um, you know, uh, make better use of the resources that we've got? And the other thing about Remake is when you go to what we call in the UK our local tip 
yes. or what's recycling popular centre. recycling centre, mm. where you take your, you have a clear out at home and you take an old laptop or a mm-hmm. clothes or, you know, rubbish from the garden, things like that. They actually have a container there, don't they? Yeah. Where you can put things that actually could be upcycled. Mm-hmm. Um, or reused and yep. things like that which is what you know and so whenever we've been there it's been quite full yeah. of all sorts of interesting stuff so yeah, yeah. You know. and interestingly you say about the electronics because this was the other story that came up um, and Remake have um, a diagnosis clinic that they've just started so if you've got an old laptop that doesn't seem to be working too well take it down there and they've got people who, who will look at it who've got more techie knowledge than most of us boffins to, boffins yes um, to see if you can actually restore the 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 computer or whatever electrical oh, equipment right. it is and interestingly so in Bristol they have something called or they've just been piloting something called um, the Electric Avenue pop-up store um, so this is is um, run by a charity called Hubbub along with some other organisations. And what they've done is they have got an old milk float. Now, I'm not sure if, in the other than in the UK, you had milk floats, but, you know, in the, the olden electric days... Electric vehicles, the uh-huh. original electric vehicles. Electrical vehicles, where you used to go and deliver milk to, to people's houses. Well, they've got this old um, milk float. What they're doing is they're collecting ele- electronic items from people's houses that are no longer being used. They take them, they clean them up, they restore them, they safety check them. And then they give them away. It's like a modern rag and bone man, isn't it? Kind of, yeah. yeah. And what they're tackling is e-waste. Okay, this was a new one on me. E-waste. E-waste is the fastest growing, most toxic waste stream that there is. In 2019, the UK um, generated the second most e-waste per capita in the world. Is that because of kind of disposable electronics as people upgrade yeah, and change yeah. things all the time? Yeah, okay. absolutely. So I, I love that. So this Electric Avenue pop-up store and what Remake are doing here in Creef is diverting electronics from landfill. Um, and yeah, and people are getting, they're getting a new lease of life. Fantastic stuff. So, you know, you're talking about the big COP26 yeah, agenda. Yeah. And then here in local communities, people are doing these things that are equally going to have an impact. Great stuff. And actually, uh, one thing I became aware of from my research into COP26, which is a small-scale local thing, is, I don't know if you've heard of this, but there's the We Forests scheme. So Glasgow's committed to creating eight We Forests. So, and there's already 40 in the UK, from London to Scotland. Mm. And a We Forest is a tennis court-sized bit of land. And you can plant 600 different species of plants and trees in the space of a tennis court. Mm. And over three years, that can attract 500 different species of animals, plants and and insects. Um, And I'll tell you some of the places, because this might make you smile, where they're planned for in Glasgow. So Glasgow Green, um, Orkney Street, Maxwell Park. Mm -hmm. The first one in Glasgow is in Easter House. Mm. Um, and Crookston Castle, Oak Grove Primary School. And if you go on Earthwatch, you'll see a map of where all these wee forests in the UK are. And there's already 40 plus. Oh, wow. But I only became aware of that from my research into COP26. So again, if you look on the Earthwatch website, you'll see the, the actual 49 locations. And the partners that have, have helped create it are Mini UK. As in car company? Yeah, mm-hmm. the OVO Foundation. A friend of ours works for Ovo. Yeah. Fever Tree. Oh, the tonic. Tonic, yeah. <laughs> nice for your G&T. Yeah. 
and various local councils and schools. Mm. And the whole point of this, which I like, is it it's mainly done by young people in school. It's a way of engaging okay. school kids and young people in conservation and creating mm. We Forest. Great, great scheme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we shared a story um, a few episodes ago about Glasgow because um, Glasgow is known as the dear green place mm. and it was about mm. the amount of green space and how they were using the previously industrial areas yeah. of the city um, to create the, so I didn't it wasn't about wee forest but it's great to hear that that's yeah yeah that's part of that fabulous um the other story I wanted to to share is still in this vein of of um you know sort of reusing and and this community feel and this sense of actually we have the resources we need we just need to share them out differently and this was um i I heard this headline and the headline was that co-op which is best known in the uk for for supermarkets um was diverting all of the money they would put into their christmas tv advertising to charity and i was like okay what's that about and when i looked into it what they actually did was so instead of spending millions of pounds on christmas adverts as most big supermarket chains do around Christmas. Um, on the 26th of November, they interrupted an episode of Coronation Street. Now, for our international listeners, Coronation Street is the longest running British soap opera. 300 years, does it mean when it's Well, 300, it feels like that. It's very, very popular. So they, they it, I think it usually has an advert break um, anyway, but they interrupted, the co-op interrupted an episode to do a live link to a community fridge in Feltham, uh, Feltham in England. Um, what's a community fridge, you might ask? Well, a community fridge, um, there's a network set up by this charity I mentioned a moment ago, Hubbub, um, environmental charity that uh, set up this community fridge network in 2016 and it redistributes food. So literally you go into a space and there are fridges full of food. So people can go and put their leftover not leftover their their waste food food they're not going yeah, to eat yeah. um, and people can then go and get that food so it's a food bank but with a difference mm. and and the spaces that they're in people can actually go and cook there as well so again oh, it's that cool. community feel yeah, so people can go they can learn skills so they have chefs there you know mm. that, that help people at this live link they had a chef there who is you know cooking along with people and um, they're redistributing this network, redistributing two point four tons of food per month. Um, and the co-op, the money that they would have spent on their advertising, they're using it to fund two hundred and fifty um, more of these fridges, which the aim will save thirty four million meals from going to waste each year. Crikey. Um, so if you go on the co-op website, you can see more. You can see where your local one is. We've got one in Dundee and Stirling, which are kind of our closest places where we, we live here but the whole premise of it is that uh, this advert was everyone should have food on their plate this christmas yeah i know it's good and this is one way that people can do it um so yeah redistribution of, of unused stuff. Yeah. yeah and it's that thing of we could say there's not enough food in the world for people well there is there's more than enough but mm. we just we just need to get it to the people who who need it mm-hmm. fantastic i mean another Headliner that stuck out for me from um, COP26, um, just to bring it back to COP26, um, is that one of the biggest things for me from reading about it was giving Indigenous people a seat at the table. 
So I don't mm. know if you're aware of the images of COP26. There was a lot of people from indigenous communities, local yeah. communities in at COP in Glasgow, with their you know um, showing about their various kind of schemes and things like that that they were doing. And again, the UK, US, Germany, Norway, and the Netherlands have pledged 1.7 billion dollars uh, to those communities. Mm. Um, now, Tuntiat Katan, who's a leader of Ecuador's indigenous um, Shuar people said they were really happy with the announcement. Obviously, they want to see what action's going to come from it and stuff like that. But for me, giving those people a seat at the table is, is the key part of it. So using their knowledge, their local links, what they know about the environment and how it works and operates mm. is one of the biggest steps forwards. Because there was a big pledges about deforestation um, and reducing that at COP26 mm. but it's really difficult to cut through all the marketing and advertising speak yeah. about it but that was for me was one of the key things that the people with the knowledge and know-how on the ground in these areas are now actually being consulted mm -hmm. um, yes money what, what's going to happen with that money I don't know hopefully it will do it, if it's just used to educate mm. um, from these, these these people to us in other parts of the world then that's a surely a step forward yeah yeah and i think that's a great example of where you know we we can get very we all individually as human beings, beings can get blinkered and we kind of see things through our own lens you used that word earlier mm. different lenses and yeah, that and, and people yeah. have a different lens yeah. um yeah. a different view different experience of it all of which are really important so that's we it. don't just keep going down one route we can see there are other yeah. avenues yeah yeah there was also there was another a small scheme that I think it was on the second to last day of COP26 in Scotland. They released these, uh, it's called Message in a Bottle, the scheme. But basically, they're plastic bottles with trackers that they've released into yeah, the sea to see this. how plastic mm. travels around the world. Mm. Um, and again, it's all about that educational piece, how it moves around, where it goes. Mm -hmm. And if you know where it goes, and you, know, you can stop it, extract it, you can see the actual effect it's having. Mm -hmm. So the more people understand how that plastic bottle being disposed of uh, means that we'll be able to, ho hopefully people will go, hang on, I'm going to reduce the amount of plastic like yeah. we've done recently with shower gel and you mm -hmm. know things like that. And these things won't end up in the Ecuadorian yeah. marine reserve in the Galapagos Islands you know, where Darwin basically mm -hmm. discovered the theory of evolution and things like that. Um, again, a small scheme by the University of Exeter, and it's it, a picture of it. It's just a plastic bottle, mm. but it's got a tracker and, and various computer things within it. Mm -hmm. So I'd be interested to see what the results of that and how far these these plastic bottles travel around the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you could say they're added to it, adding to the plastic pollution. But you know, you need to find out the way these things travel mm -hmm. to educate people about it. Yeah, yeah, brilliant great you've done a, a pile of work there of uh, I have, cutting yeah, there's, through. there's a lot more that i could perhaps in a in a short podcast that we can't go into and there mm. is a lot of hot air there there's a lot of hot air. Yeah. there's a lot of good stuff and it's the smaller schemes that are the yeah. most impressive and that that is the point for us and and i know you've got one final story you want to share dan but you know we're going to go into season two of our podcast next year and it's 
it, it's kind of made us think, you know, what is the purpose of this? And the purpose remains the same. What we want to do is, is point people in the direction of these brilliant things are happening, these steps forward, because it's so easy to see where where there are problems and where things aren't happening. Mm. And we want to just bring that balance um, to it. Yeah. So so that's great. And maybe that'll encourage people to go and, you know, investigate their own elements of what they're interested in as a result of COP26 and not just think it was a waste of time and money. That's it. Well, it certainly wasn't from what I've seen, but some of it. Yes. It? Yeah. 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 And our final story. Oh, as you know, uh, you know, hazel dormice, one of my favourite subjects. And we talked about mm-hmm. the protection of hazel dormice in a previous um, podcast. Very cute little creatures. Yeah. So in Lancashire, £40,000 has been set aside by Network Rail and PTES, or the People's Trust for Endangered Species, mm-hmm. to build a bridge over a railway line for the dormouse. So it's a massive mouse climbing frame, basically. So the areas that they designated for the conservation of dormice is separated by a railway line, which is the finesse line in Lancashire. So they've decided to build this frame to connect the communities of dormice, help them find mates. So it's a love bridge as well, connecting male and female dormice throughout, you know, Lancashire helping them find new nesting areas. And I just thought that was, that's a kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where money should be spent, yeah. looking after the dormice. <laughs> you know, as you know, I did dormice facts yes. in the previous scene. So, you know, any, these little schemes, although expensive, you know, will help. Really, and it's not just going to be dormice that use it, is it? Mm. At the end of the day, it's going Hedgehogs to, and... all sorts of things are going to use it, mm. if they can climb, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see a picture of it. I haven't seen a picture of the plans of this, yeah, climbing frame. Yeah, yeah. I'd be really interested to see what it looked like, especially for forty grand. Yes, that'd be yeah. uh, be some climbing frame. You know? <laughs> Brilliant, great. Well, I think that's us for this episode um, and for this season. And so next, yeah, twenty twenty two, we'll be back with season two, maybe with a few tweaks. Tweaks, yeah, yes. Maybe, we've yeah. we've had you know just over a year of of doing this podcast. Um, we're close to a thousand downloads. Yeah. So we're going to continue. Um, I guess for now we just want to say thank you for listening um, wish you you know happy holidays whether you're celebrating or not whether you're with friends and family or not um, over the festive um, period um, just really encourage you to keep looking for the good that is out there because if you look for it you will and you can find it that's what we've discovered there's lots of it yeah so all the best and we will See you in 2022. Bye for now.